0: Charlotte Soccer Show, John Hayes, Danny Brands. We're here at Community Matters Cafe. Danny Brands. It is a holiday week. It's Christmas week, Hanukkah happening now as well. So first and foremost, happy holidays to to you and yours, to all of our tremendous friends of the show, and to you, Danny
1: Brands. Thank you so much, Johnny. It's great to be here for a coffee cast. You might have heard the coffee grinding in the background there. Community Matters. This is one of our favorite places to record. We've done it a few times. We had, uh, we've had many, uh, it, not even recording sessions, but important meetings about the show and the, the direction of the show at, at times here. So that's always good. Love Community Matters. Love the holidays. Uh, we would have some holiday chatter and just different ways people celebrate the season and how everybody kind of finds their own little niche. That's great. Yeah. And this is the week to do it. This is, you know, we're off work. Uh, but you know who's not off work? The MLS schedule makers. Well, they finally, the, the elves working at the... Uh, MLS schedule workshop finally were able to unveil their uh, latest creation to us all yesterday and that's why we're here we're here to talk schedule release how how excited are you well first and foremost you've got a coffee I've got an English breakfast tea (laughs) cheers to that (laughs) we got a cheers up yeah (laughs) even though it's a little more sober situation than normal probably good probably good
0: well Christmas came early right we got this we we didn't know when this schedule was coming out right last time we recorded we didn't know if it was gonna be before Christmas after Christmas um, after the new year, we were told that it was going to be before the end of the year. But, you know, I, I, I went back and forth on Twitter with the vice president of communications for, uh, for MLS. And I, I, had, I had said to him, I said, you know, why doesn't the league announce a schedule release date like every other professional league? Yeah. And three or four days later, he came back and said, uh, the schedule is going to be released next <laughs> next week. <laughs> We're just <laughs> on waiting t- to get on that Tuesday. Day. Yeah, yeah. And you know I, what? I, what I wanted to make sure that I did, Danny, is is tell him I know how difficult this process is, right? Yeah. Think about the most intense puzzle that you've ever done. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of my uh, gifts this year for my brother-in-law, who does not listen to the show, so I'm not going to ruin this, <laughs> is Spoilers. a 2400 Lego piece.
1: Of R2-D2. Amazing. and Wow. The MVP of the Star Wars franchise. Brilliant. And the amount of time and energy it takes to put all those pieces
0: together is not something that you're going to be able to do in a day, no. in a week. It's going to take a while
1: to put all those pieces together. And it, and it takes a while. Does it have while. a functioning lightsaber ejection that you can shoot out uh, it, yes, <laughs> to and save I, you from Jabba
0: the Hutt? absolutely does. <laughs> and... like. My my point is is that while the consternation, while the, everyone was waiting impatiently, by the way, I was refreshing. I, I was I was refreshing the Twitter search MLS schedule yesterday <laughs> from like ten a.m. to to, right. to two o'clock I think when it came out, and yep. every single person was just like impatient.
1: <laughs> I dropped it. They they talked about the Super Draft, which is uh, tonight. Yeah, and yeah, we could. So here's my thought on that. We could have waited to record till after the Super Draft so we could sort of incorporate that into this episode. But the truth of the matter is we have a very established team now. We're not the expansion team. And anyone that we take in this Super Draft, we're not out there looking for our next Ben Bender, I don't think, personally, to come in and like be someone who makes an impact on the roster. I think this Super Draft that's going to happen tonight after we record is purely to fill out spots for the next pro and things like that. From my perspective, I could be wrong. I've read some mock drafts and things like that. It would be nice to... Fill a few positions. I don't think we even are looking to fill positions of need with this draft. I think we're just, let's go out there and get the most talented people we can find to develop the youngsters. But I'm okay. way more into the schedule than the Super Draft. If something
0: crazy happens with the draft, we'll make sure to come back with, sure. a, with another episode of the Charlotte Soccer Show. Thanks for being here at For the Crown Baby. You can follow us on Twitter. Let's dive into it. Let's go. Let's dive into it because it's here and we know, and this is really exciting opening night is at home. At The Keep slash
1: The Fortress. Fill The Fortress is the new mantra from, uh, that's the messaging we see on all the the app and the Charlotte website, which I love. You know, we always like to call it The keep. You fill The Fortress, you defend The Keep. It's what both it's all work. about. Yeah, they work together. Yes, exactly. they absolutely the do. And Keep part of The Fortress. And, and, so, and to see yeah. the
0: club and its, and its branding. Embrace that. Embrace that instead of the actual bank.
1: Yeah. I I think... It's a movement. It is one by We're winning people over to this movement one by one, for sure. So it's
0: New England Revolution to start the season
1: at home on
0: Saturday night. Is it February 25th?
1: Yes, indeed. Can't get here soon enough. And we'll be there, obviously, with bells on, uh, with crowns on. Do you think they'll get 74,000? Easily. I think the vibe... I've seen so much... You know, we talked... It's fitting that we're here in community matters because this we had a long discussion here one day uh, about social currency that this club has right. in the city of Charlotte and I've only that's only increased in the off season I see more Charlotte FC gear out and about uh, you know I see I, I saw people at my job the other day wearing Charlotte FC gear on like a, on like a casual dress day and whatnot. so like like Charlotte FC logos are everywhere. I've been. I've got new Charlotte FC gear since the season ended. Other people have. I'm oh, sure. could you
0: imagine all like, the Christmas gifts that yeah, are reopened up? Yes. Uh, this weekend, exactly. With all yeah. Charlotte FC, they, they, better, they better be rolling in cash in that team store.
1: Yes, and speaking, of <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to give too much away, but there's. I'm gonna get. I don't want to spoil this, but friend of the show Bridget McCall, she got. She connected with a Charlotte FC player to get a very special individualized theme gift for her daughter for christmas that she's looking forward, forward to, to giving and so charlotte fc players are out there like autographing and personalizing gear and things like that to give like there's there's levels of, of charlotte fc gift that might be one of the best ones coming down the pipe but like everybody's gonna be opening these boxes on uh, next sunday and just being like it's gonna be black and blue all over the place black and blue christmas Seventy
0: four thousand. just to see that scene recreated you know, sometimes the second album's not as as good as the first, the debut album. When you when I think about that night against LA at home mm-hmm. and and I, and I walk away from the keep that night and I say, this is something that it's going to be really difficult to recreate. But the band is back in the studio. Yeah. They're going to go through training. Yep. and they're going to come out and put on a new performance. The
1: bass player just broke up with his ex, you know, again,
0: you know, for the third time. So, and they're going to try to, yeah. to make to, to come out with the album two and 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 make it as 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 big of a banger as much as a banger as album one. So, I, I am a little bit pessimistic. I think that I think that getting seventy fourth that like breaking the MLS record again, I think, is going to be really difficult but it should be the goal.
1: I think we can do it. I really think we can do it because I just think all the all the forces are aligned. We talk about the social currency. We talk about the team itself learning lessons. Uh, the, the admin team, the, the sales staff and everything, they have all their lessons from year one that they've learned they're going to be more efficient in driving uh, audience to this game and getting people to come out and things like that. Their techniques have been honed and, and whatnot uh, in terms of selling tickets and getting pe- butts in seats, as they say. Like I just think... The, the 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 excitement for Charlotte FC is so real, doesn't hurt at all that the rest of Charlotte's teams are kind of floundering. You know, the Panthers are somewhat somewhat in playoff contention just by the because everybody else is so bad. The Hornets are just kind of so so. Like like Charlotte FC is going to carry into the next three months. That people are going to be looking to Charlotte FC to sort of like rescue the sports reputation of the town. I feel like because I don't think the Panthers are going to the playoffs. I don't think the Hornets are going to the playoffs. So uh, I, it, it's going to be needed and people that don't... There's people sitting out there, probably not listening to this, but there's people that, that are sitting out there right now that are saying oh, I'm not going to the Charlotte New England game on February 25th. And then about a week out they're going to be like, I need to get myself to the Charlotte New England game <laughs> on February 25th. There's people who haven't even decided to go yet that will decide to go. So The, the, the buzz is only going to build. Right. Exactly.
0: And and it will crescendo uh, right before kickoff on a Saturday night <laughs> to start the season. Can't and, wait. And, and that's something we're, we're, you know what you can do is, we're, we're not here to to tell you what the schedule is, um, you can go to charlottefootballclub.com. You can download mm-hmm. the app, and you can look at the schedule there. Just don't look at the graphic that they tweeted out. <laughs> you
1: were not happy with that
0: graphic. I thought the graphic was horrible.
1: It, it was it was tough to read. It was a lot of little black and white boxes with logos that were very small thumbnails. Didn't tell you what day of the week the matches uh, right, were on. Yeah. It was anything like that.
0: But listen, I'm not going to be heavily critical. But who's the guy that um, made the the cover art for Sean our show? Swain.
1: Sean Swain. Right hey, the show.
0: get your resume into the club, Sean. Because you, you would have done a much better
1: job with that. The club should hire Sean. Some of his concept, just off topic, but he's put some concept uh, kit designs out during this offseason. Yeah, look absolutely amazing. The Stinger. Just, just Google Charlotte FC The Stinger kit if you want to see some of Sean's work. Absolutely amazing. Uh, we don't have to go through the schedule game by game, but what I'll say is this. There's an early theme, to me, of MLS really hooking us up. I think... I think part of the reason there's going to be such a build up of hype and buzz around the club is that MLS greased the skids for us. We have a really nice opening month. We get the home opener. We open the season at home when we didn't get to do that last year. Because we complained a lot about MLS MLS kind of like doing us dirty at times as the expansion club last year. This year, I feel like they've hooked us up a little bit. Like New England's not an easy match, but it's a, certainly a winnable match. That club ended last season in a little bit of a I mean, watch out for Bobby
0: Wood. It was big, big off-season <laughs> signing.
1: Carlos Heel's <laughs> always going to be dangerous, but I feel like New England has a lot less teeth coming into this matchup than they did when they came here last year and we beat them. So, I mean, you, you know, you can't worry too much about that. Getting to go open this, the new uh, soccer-specific stadium in St. Louis for their home opener in week two, March 4th, it can be absolutely incredible. I am 99% certain to be attending that game. I have a, a group of friends in St. Louis that I can visit, and I want to go see us deliver a beatdown to this new club that's been talking well, a lot How long shit. is the drive to St. Louis? Do you think you're going drive or fly? I'll probably lean fly. But I don't hate a drive. I, if I had to guess, I'd say the drive's about eight nine hours. Yeah. I think it's a little bit past. It's doable. It's sort of like north of Memphis, right? So yeah, yeah like uh, it's eight or nine hours. Right? I think it's six hours to Nashville if I'm uh, if I leave early enough before all the cops wake up. So <laughs> uh, yeah, who knows? I could drive. Don't.
0: I could. Don't. Don't give me the ninety nine percent cop out. Just tell me you're gonna be there. anything could happen. I'm going to be there. I'm
1: going to be there. I can't wait. First away day of the season is the first away day of the season. That's a tradition. We started on this show last year. We'll get into that rivalry
0: in a minute as well.
1: Well, yeah, they asked for it and they got it, right? But then the real rivalry, the rival that we actually care about, this is another hookup from MLS, I think, is March 11th, week three of the season, second home game of the year. We host the five stripes from down I-85, Atlanta United come to town, national TV, one of the few... National TV game with this new Apple package. There's not many national TV games, but we're getting one the third week of the season. I cannot wait to host Atlanta on March 11th to be two and zero, hopefully, and just have sort of like a showdown atmosphere. and Just really, like we might get seventy four thousand in the, to fill the fortress for that game as well. If you think about it. if if we go if we're two and zero, then they should have that. People will be calling Joe LeBlue saying, "Any price, take my money. Give me, <laughs> give me any, you know, give me a ticket to the game." So I really think like. Uh, it's, we just got such a great opening run from MLS well, to, to start the season. Caleb Adams, who writes for,
0: for Charlotte FC, does does a great job. Uh, he wrote a piece off of the schedule, the, the seven most interesting games on the schedule. And the first three matches were included on the, were on on the, the top seven, seven yeah, games. That's so, I, so I think that yeah. you know you two are in an alignment, and, and, and I am as well. I just think that um, I, I, I circle that Atlanta match. You know, as as the match for me in in the first three weeks of the season, that that really means everything. You know, as you saw last year, it's possible to rebound from a poor start, mm-hmm. right? And I think there's something else that I want to underscore about the the St. Louis match, is that let's not pretend like Charlotte FC is this this franchise that has done incredibly well on the road.
1: No, they've done incredibly poorly. Yeah,
0: I, I think that while it's a fun matchup week two, it's potentially very dangerous. In that that place is going to be absolutely rocking. The buzz and the hype in St. Louis is going to be exactly what it was here last year in that opening match against LA Galaxy. Yeah. And, and, I, and I think Charlotte FC could lose that match.
1: I, uh, man. We don't know exactly what St. Louis is going to look like, obviously. Like, I... Following their roster build, I, I hesitate to be Mr. Hypocrite over here because I took such umbrage all of last year at all the criticism of our roster build, you know, and, and all that. Well, there's got to be I'm, differences. I'm going to come out and say I don't like St. Louis's roster build. I don't. I don't really like what they're doing in terms of their whole ethos of we don't need a designated player. We have a designated team. I think that's just a really lame thing to say, and, and shows a, a lack of understanding of, of where of the league you're in. I think uh, signing Roman Berkey as a big-money signing goalkeeper from Borussia Dortmund, I think that's a waste of money. I think in MLS it's all about extracting value and using your resources in the right areas, and I don't think spending a lot of money on a goalkeeper is the right move. I I think
0: long-term, you're right, but short-term, for your second game of the season, to have a big-time goalkeeper in net, that's an asset. Okay, okay, I'll buy that. I'll buy that. And, and, and I'm, I'm very much looking at this from a micro perspective. Okay, Week two, that, yeah, sure. at St. Louis, what Charlotte FC has to deal with, it's not what I would hope this club would have to deal with on the road. That's all that I'm saying. Right? Okay. Is that I would prefer to have St. Louis later on in the season, not in their first match. Because if we, if we do spoil St. Louis's opening match at home, I think ultimately I don't – I don't have it in me to, to really celebrate that because I have higher, lofty, loftier, if that's a word, loftier. Yeah. Is that a word? Yeah. I have loftier goals yeah. for this club. Loftier
1: goals. I love, I love than, than
0: just to beat St. Louis in the sure. year two.
1: That's totally fair.
0: So, listen, I, I, I'm i excited about the start to the year, but what I am more concerned about when it comes to this schedule is the fact that... There's a huge change, right? We could we could dive into these matchups. We don't even know if Enzo Competi's on our squad yet. We don't know when he's going to get into the training camp. It's so I believe. hard. It's it's I believe so it hard a- for me to get in the weeds on these matchups. But what, what I can say about this schedule is, is that this is a massive, massive change from what we experienced last year. Look at all these start times. Look at all these dates. There's 13 Saturday games. Yep and there's four Wednesday games. Yep, for home, for home games. For, yep. yeah, and, and and I'm talking about home going to home matches, sure. experiencing this. How many times were we at the keep on a Sunday?
1: How many too, times too were many we times.
0: were we at the keep on an early Saturday afternoon? Mm-hmm. On a random weeknight.
1: And now it's all about Saturday night, baby. And and
0: now you can you can serve you could you can download the schedule, you can put it on your calendar. You can say Saturday nights are for Charlotte FC. And like for that. me, that is Bigger than who we're playing. We're in the Eastern Conference. We're going to play everybody. We're going to play some teams in the West. Sure. Right? The goal doesn't change. You just have to beat who's in front of you. But just from a fan perspective, from a season ticket holder perspective, this is so much better. It's insane how much better it is. Like, I feel like I'm getting more for my money.
1: I know when these matches are going to be. There's a reliability and a routine that's very comforting.
0: Now, exactly. And there's one question that remains to be unanswered. Will these matches actually kick at 7.30? <laughs> I
1: believe... I'm trying to remember. I think they will. I think Whoa. that was another part of the whole Apple thing is like announced kickoff time, like kicking off right at the, at the correct time. Oh, that's, I, hope, uh, I hope so. I hope I'm not misremembering that. If, I could yeah, be, but, if yeah. that's
0: right, I'm going to go buy a lot more iPhones and make sure that uh, you give your uh, friend uh, Mr. Cook. What's his name? Is that Tim his name? Cook? Tim Cook? Yeah. 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 Mr. Cook, who I know you know very well. Oh, yeah, me and Tim are tight <laughs> for sure. Um, give him some love because that that would be amazing so I think I think that we're in we're in, we're on two different wavelengths when it comes to this schedule right I think that you're no, no 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 i think fine. I think that you're thinking about what what this looks like on the field which is which is great I'm thinking about what this means for the culture for the city for the fan base i don't I don't care who we play on may 14th I just don't I think that's you can just put you, if you could you could give me the schedule. That would be at Atlanta, by the way. Just to well, I, guess <laughs> I know I, you don't care. <laughs> wow, what a pool that was. Yeah, yeah. I just totally made yeah. that up. Think about this. Ultimately, this is what I'm trying to say. All that I needed to know was the dates and the times. Okay. I don't necessarily need to know the opponents, right? I and, and, and there's one other point that I wanted to make before I, I want to turn this over to you because I think ultimately your perspective is really important, and, and the tremendous friends of the show are going to want to hear that. But there's one thing that I'm a little bit concerned about with this new schedule, and it's player welfare, and it's depth, because if you look at some of the Wednesday-Friday turnarounds, you're going to realize
1: really quickly that there there are going to be matches played on two days' rests. Right. The first one of those does come in May. The aforementioned Atlanta match is a Saturday, And then we host Chicago three days later. And guess what? We host Nashville three days later after that. three days after that. Yeah, exactly. That's a tight turnaround. Three games in a week is no joke for for big-time soccer.
0: So ultimately, and that's not the only time that happens on the schedule, so that's the last point I wanted to make about... Maybe we do need to get some guys in the Super Trash. Maybe I was wrong. (laughs) My overarching take is that when you have a, a run of fixtures that are coming fast and furious three games a week plus the U.S. Open Cup mm-hmm. plus the the League's Cup, mm-hmm. all of a sudden you better have depth. And that's why last week when I talked about Danny Rios being on this squad, well,
1: I wasn't thrilled about him
0: leaving, right. which is something that we hadn't talked about, by the way.
1: Yeah, yeah. Rios to Chivas has all the makings of a move that's going to happen uh, as, as, you know, being reported in the Mexican media and by our you know silent friend of the show Tom Boger, yeah, he's a he's a TFOs and he doesn't he, know. We, it. I bet you we can get him on the show. Oh, he, he'd come on for yeah. sure. We, we'll work on that. Yeah, we'll work on yeah. That. We'll, we'll put that into, into the planning uh, committee for the pop. So so I
0: ultimately, as I turn this back over to you, I hope I threw you some curveballs. I hope I made you think about this in a couple, in in some in a different way than maybe. Hey, here here's who we're playing. Can we beat them? Yeah, I, I think that there's there's there's. There's a lot to be discussed in regards to... The
1: well, it's the way it works out. Like, you pointed this out, we pointed this out pre-show. So we have a home match against Montreal on... I know you don't want to hear who we're playing, but we, you just want the dates. <laughs> June 24th, we play a home match against Montreal Saturday night, right? Yes. Then we don't have another... We only have one home match from June 25th to August 25th. That's That's wild. And that would be hosting Cincinnati on July 8th. Now, we might get another home match scheduled in there for the League's Cup. Maybe there's a U.S. Open Cup in there. I don't know. The the League takes a break from July 16th to August 19th uh, for League's Cup, which is going to be awesome. And we may host a game in that. Great. But uh, as it stands now, one game, one home match for a two-month stretch, which is to take the macro view that you've been advocating here, Pretty nice considering that's the hottest time of the year and actually a pretty miserable time to go spend hours and hours outside in in the hot, blinding, you know, blistering sun. So that's actually kind of nice that we'll be able to sort of enjoy the team on a road trip out to, you know, other areas and we can kind of do our thing. I, I don't hate that at all. No, I think it's great. Honest. No, so
0: I, I think that's a great call stack, out.
1: Stack the home games in spring and fall and go on the road in the summer is a winning formula for Charlotte FC, I feel like. I agree. I, I totally agree. It's the
0: Charlotte Soccer Show. He's Danny Brams. You can follow him on Twitter at Danny Brams. You can follow me at John Hayes on air. Uh, we're heading into year two on the show. Make, make sure to follow us on YouTube at uh, Charlotte Soccer Show on YouTube and where you can watch the latest edition of and the final
1: edition of World Cup Banter. Oof, what a What a... Cup it was, and what a banter it was for sure. It was a fun episode, yeah, fun, fun project for sure. And we're like I've teased this before, and I'll say it again we we got some interview content lined up that's going to go on the YouTube, and it's all it, I wouldn't quite call it a burgeoning media empire, but it's fun. It's we do this for fun as a passion project, right? Uh, and we love interacting with the Tivos. Speaking of the Tivos, I mentioned the, the Atlanta game through March eleventh, three eleven weekend. Uh, if you know, you know. Uh, friend of the show Elevation Jones Greg Franco great uh, you know soccer dad of the year is is his birthday weekend oh cool we're we're celebrating that as well on the Atlanta match so uh, first beers on me in the the supporters tap room and it's gonna be great the cool thing about well not
0: not the Atlanta match because it's a it's a noon kick but the cool thing about these nighttime Saturday matches a lot of time to maybe hit the tailgate get back into the quarter. Yep. You, you just have all day to tailgate.
1: Yeah. You're guaranteed, almost guaranteed that all the and, and if you
0: thought that the, the, the keep was lit last year for all these nighttime kicks, especially come fall and when everybody's excited, it's
1: uh, it's, it's, it's it's unbelievable. So Saturday nights are for Charlotte FC. You said it perfectly. I, I couldn't say it better.
0: Put that on a T-shirt. And by the way, when it comes to the YouTube page, I've always considered it a, uh, what we're doing on there, a soft launch if you're thinking about it in, like, business terms. Like, right here at Community Matters, right? When they opened this place, they definitely had a soft launch. Yep. Got some people in here, saw what type of content we were going to do, made sure everything worked well, see what the product looked like. And then for this next season, when Charlotte FC hits, it's it's game on. It's we're, to, we're, we're talking about video blogs. We're talking about interviews. We're talking about in-stadium experiences as well. Maybe even some food reviews from my... My wife Rachel in the yeah. club
1: level. There's some strong opinions on the food in the club level, and I think <laughs> they should be put out there to public for sure.
0: So, I mean, ultimately, again, I, I, I know that, I know that
1: we've we've got a ton to talk about today. So, well, I want to know this. I want to know. I know you're not necessarily concerned about. Oh, can we go beat this team? But what's? Give me an away day that besides Atlanta. Because I feel like we're almost certainly going to Atlanta in May. What's your away? What's your number one away day that you want to go to? Like, what, what's what's jumping out of you as a road trip you have to make?
0: Well, I'm disappointed because uh, Charlotte FC is not on the road at Portland. We uh, we talked about that last episode. We wanted to go. I'm disappointed that they're not on the road at Seattle.
1: Yeah,
0: it would have been really nice. Close to enough get, to Portland. It would have been <laughs> really nice to get to the Pacific Northwest. Yeah. this Good. summer.
1: Right, because like, I might want to just go there anyway because I love the PNW, so, yeah. so it would have been nice to mix in a game for Exactly. Sure.
0: But um, if there's a, a match that I, that I circle, um, believe it or not, it's um, RSL, Saturday, April 8th. Interesting. And the reason why is because I just think that um, it's one of those matches that comes around the schedule that may not come around for a while after sure. this year. Sure, sure. You, know, you only get three away Western Conference games yep, every season. So This year it's RSL, St. Louis, and Galaxy. So knowing that St. Louis is kind of a budding rivalry and MLS might schedule it again next year, mm-hmm. knowing that this is the first time Charlotte FC will go on the road at RSL, Sure. did not last year, I would be willing to bet that RSL is not on the schedule on the road next year. I agree. So that's what I'm thinking about. And, and, and I've never been to Utah. I know.
1: Uh, you've been to Utah once or twice. <laughs> <laughs> Spent 13 years there growing up uh, begging Mormon bishops to buy me beer outside of convenience stores, which they wouldn't.
0: <laughs> so um, I, I think it's like a really um, unique opportunity as a Charlotte FC fan to get out to, to Salt Lake City and, and see. And you went to RSL's yeah, uh, uh, stadium last Rio, year. The,
1: the Rio Tinto, yeah. It's actually a really nice stadium, kind of built it, uh, not into the mountainside, but right there at the mountainside good area found a really nice sports bar down the street spent some time hung out with one of my best friends from high school Jared Doherty Uh, that was fun but yeah it was the Columbus Crew RSL match and it was actually I think a contender for worst MLS match of the season it ended nil-nil both teams played horrible and there was was like a burning
0: fire outside the stadium there was a giant fire
1: outside (laughs) the stadium like sometimes a nil-nil can be really exciting and dramatic this was a horrible nil-nil unfortunately that I had the displeasure to attend I did have a great time hanging with my buddy. but, yeah, so I don't know if this is, I just noticed this, and I don't know if this is the rule or just a coincidence, but our three Western home matches are Colorado, Seattle, and LAFC, which were our three Western road trips last season, so then I guess you could assume if that whole, if form holds there, St. Louis, Salt Lake, and LA Galaxy would be coming to see us next year, I'm not, uh, since those are our three road trips this year, I'm not sure, we did play LA Galaxy at home last year, so that might throw a wrench in it, but we can assume RSL and St. Louis are going to come, but you're right. I don't think another road trip to Salt Lake City is coming for a long time. I'll say this about Salt Lake. It's not as cool as Denver, but it is a really nice uh, underrated town that kind of gets a bad rep. I grew up north of Salt Lake City for uh, 15 years in the 80s and early 90s. and uh, I, I didn't love it then. I wanted to get the hell out, but I, I enjoyed my trip back there. And here's what: I, here's the real here's the pro tip. Make it a weekend and go down and spend some time in southern utah at either zion or arches or uh, escalante grand staircase there's just like a so many badass national parks in southern utah that are just like so well worth visiting so go go see a game on saturday and then go down and go hiking on sunday before you fly home yeah it sounds we'll amazing yeah it sounds like a great weekend and and, um, I might be going. I, I, I'm a contender to go to that. I was gonna
0: one. say. By the way, I mean, you, yeah, I, I, I wouldn't mind a Utah tour
1: guide. I got people in Utah telling me get your ass out here. So okay, yeah, good. Yeah. I figured you did. Uh, how about you? You, you? Aside from St. Louis, yeah, yeah, I'll definitely be going to St. Louis. So this one was tough. We talked about this in the last show, but Nashville. Nashville was kind of my lock. I'm not going to change that. But you did. We didn't get the best for our for your and I purposes. The scheduling of the Nashville road trip is a little bit. Uh, up in the air, let's say at this point uh, here in December 2022, because it's Labor Day weekend 2023. Now, I would love nothing more than to go out, rent a lake lake house for the weekend on uh, Old Hickory Lake, uh, stay in the Nashville area, drive down to the city uh, for the the match on Saturday. I'd I'd stay there. I'd go rent a a lake house for the week if I could, for Labor Day weekend. But the problem is that's also opening weekend of college football season in 2023. College football is something that's very uh, important in your and I lives professionally. So uh, it may be tough to get away for that one. Unfortunately, I wish the Nashville had been. In but the if, the, if that's number one on your list on Labor Day weekend, I mean, I, I ultimately
0: think like it's doable. It I, is doable. I, it, it's certainly doable if you do it the right way. And, and I think you 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 called it. Like considering I work remotely, like if there was a place out there for the week and I could just work there and then go to the match on Saturday. We'll, we'll look into it. We'll, yeah. we'll look into some
1: verbos for sure. It's a good idea. It's a it's a it's a great idea. And then I'll throw one more out there. Okay. DC, April 29th. Fun little drive through you know oh, that's up done. through the Shenandoah to get yeah, to D C. Yeah, yeah. Like that is we went there last year, had a blast. I think it's gotta happen. It'll be a little warmer this time. Yeah, around <laughs> yeah, too, yeah, yeah exactly. Nice. <laughs> exactly. Um, and your cousin still lives there? Oh yeah. So yeah. yeah. Had a great time hanging with your cousins last time, so we'd love to hang out. The dinner the, di- the <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> the the fable, the, uh, the stuff of mythology and legend at this point, the, di- the dinner in D.C. after the match was just absolutely unreal. So. You
0: know, and that was, you know, when, when I think back to that, Danny, and I, ultimately let's, let's give some perspective here because when we made that trip, it was Charlotte FC's first ever match. Yeah. And here we are talking about the second season. Mm-hmm. And here we are talking about competing in the Eastern Conference. And feeling like we're not just a part of MLS now. This club is an MLS mainstay. What mo- I mean by mo- it, movers and shakers. What, in MLS. what I mean by that is, is that like this organization and the way it's run is being noticed. Mm-hmm. And I think that when other fan bases and other teams are looking at their schedules, seeing Charlotte FC pop up. On their schedule, away, right? If I yeah. am, let's just let's just say, if I am Colorado, and I see it, 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 Saturday, April fifteenth at Charlotte, I go fuck yeah. Like we're losing that. Right. match. that's a tough match for them. You know, I, I look at Chicago Fire as well, May seventeenth. I'm like, you know, I, I know we got to go there every year, but I, I, I'm not looking forward to that. I'm, I'm right. not circling that day. Well, on that, was, my calendar. that was the
1: uh, we we wanted their place, they wanted our place last year. So right, so it's it's revenge. We, we need a home win against Chicago. I'm really excited for that uh, Seattle Sounders game on. Oh, big June job. 10th. Wish it was in Seattle, but loved to, love to have. The hey, mo- you know what? Next best thing. Come yeah, on by. Yeah. The the model MS, MLS franchise can come. Maybe maybe we can just learn something by osmosis by uh, by being close to them. Who knows?
0: But uh, you know, other than that, I think you know ultimately um, the the last thing that I'll circle on the schedule uh, that, that really sticks out to me. Is that final match of the season on Decision Day against Inter
1: Miami at um, home Saturday, October 21st? And you're going to be there. I'm going to be there. We're wondering if another global icon, such as ourselves, might be there. And we're talking, of course, about Leo Messi. There's. You said on the last episode you don't think he's coming to MLS this year, but there's still a chance. There is. Could you imagine if Messi's come to Charlotte on Decision Day? and it's going to affect the playoff race one way or the other, That we might get 74000 for that game.
0: Do you want to hear how big of a prick I am? <laughs> I, I would love to. If we have 74,000 people on decision day, and we're, we're playing Inter-Miami, and Messi's on the pitch, and he's being cheered, and the fans love him, I'm going to be pissed off. I agree.
1: Because I, 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 right.
0: that will happen. Yeah. And
1: right. does Messi deserve the love and respect? Of course he does, but not when he's coming to face us. Definitely, I don't. I don't need to see any messy fanboys uh, in, in the in the stadium. That would be like that'd be like going to a Panthers game where you go and you see like half the stadium is full of the other team's shirts. Like that would not be good. Oh, cool. for sure. You,
0: you almost, you're talking about like that almost happened recently. You know? <laughs> yeah, it's I like... think it
1: happens every other every freaking weekend. <laughs>
0: Oh, when the Steelers fans come to town and they wave their terrible towels, it looks bad. I think I had a back and forth with uh, one of the local anchormen on TV about, oh, it's jarring when all the terrible towels are there. I'm like, is it (laughs) it that jarring? Is is it really that jarring? It It can be upsetting, but it shouldn't be shocking. But it, it wouldn't be to me jarring to see messy fans. Right. You
1: know it will happen, unfortunately. Right.
0: Yeah. So the key would be, I guess, to get up early. What let we'll, Messi get his goal because you know they'll give him a soft PK. What we'll box. do is
1: we'll make a bunch of buttons like, like the pins, you know, like the political pins that you put, and just say Messi with a big red circle and a red line drawn <laughs> through it, and like Messi and a clapping emoji. No <laughs> clapping for Messi, and we'll just we'll give out a thousand of those uh, in the quarter before the match to see what happens. So I thought like what I wanted to do to
0: um, kind of take the next step now that we know the schedule. And we're waiting for the roster to come together. And we're waiting to uh, hear our preseason plans. Charlotte FC heading out to California here in about a month. I'd to, say that. To play their preseason yeah. fixtures in, right. in Coachella. Coachella. What a beautiful place to be. Amazing. You know, those, those boys are living right. A
1: yeah, little bit of an upgrade. Even though I would love the games to be in Charleston again in preseason so I could go, I can't hate the team for going out to SoCal. So
0: we have that to look ahead to. We've got the Super Draft. Um, today we're recording this podcast on uh, Wednesday. It's December twenty-first, and uh, I wanted to get us on the record today. You know, it's like now yeah. that now that the the, the schedule is published, that we have an idea of what our attacking formation looks like. When you look at the schedule and you think about what is achievable. Are you predicting a playoff appearance in year two? Do you expect a playoff appearance in year two? Do you expect a run at the Supporters Shield? Do you expect a U.S. Open Cup run? Like, sitting here today, looking at the schedule, and things all of a sudden getting mm-hmm. real, right? You know, I said, I said, I don't necessarily care about who we're playing when, right? That's because. You can line us up out in that parking lot right now.
1: Right.
0: And we'll play a match right there if you want. Let's go. But now that we see the schedule, we've talked off the air about high expectations. Yeah. Are are you
1: willing to go out there and... And, and share those expectations with the with the fan base. I mean, expectations are what kill relationships, right? Like that uh, you know, unfulfilled expectations. So yep. maybe I could I could try to couch my language a little bit and say, well, I mean, it's anticipation of, not expectation of. But yeah. let's be honest, I'm expecting this shit, and they're you know, they're <laughs> never going to ruin my relationship with Charlotte FC unless things go really south. Uh, so I will say that I expect the playoffs. I, I expect the playoffs, and I expect to, to hope. I expect to host a home playoff game. Let's just keep the goal. We didn't meet the goal that we set last year, but I think it's a worthy goal that we should just set the same exact goal and try to hit it this year. I think we have a very good chance to finish in the top half of the Eastern Conference playoff teams. Supporter Shield maybe I'm not going to say I expect the Supporter Shield, but look at the schedule. I think MLS has greased the skids for us a little bit with home match, presumably winnable match against St. Louis in our first road game. I know you're a little wary of that, but... I just think we're going to get out to a nice start. I was looking at, you know, if you're a regular listener to the show, you might be getting a little sick and tired of my Austin FC year two comparisons by this point, but I'm going to keep double no, down. No, keep on
0: them me. going. I think they're they're important.
1: So Austin FC started their second season in 22, win win win, loss draw draw win win. So they started four one and two, and they just never looked back. And all of a sudden, after a month into a month into the 22 season, it was like holy shit, Austin FC, Like, um, imagine this. And they were just established as one of the good teams in the league from that point forward. They finished second in the West, and they competed for first for most of the year before they fell short at the end. And they uh, hosted a playoff game, and they had a, you know, an amazing second season. That needs to be what we shoot for. For us to have a chance to play New England, presumably down next year, St. Louis, unknown but still trying to figure it out. Host Atlanta, beatable team, going to Orlando for our fourth game. I think we have a good chance to rack up four or five wins here in the first seven games, just like Austin did last year, and and never look back. I, I can't wait to see what Capetti brings. I agree with you. Kissing off selling Rios would be a money move. You know, we, we didn't talk about well, it, but what, like, what I'm starting to get uh, nervous about is
0: the reason why the Capetti deal isn't done. Is because the club needs to offload other players first to get that injection of cash.
1: I think you could be onto something because there's been all this noise about Rios. Reina has been in the shop window since mid-season of last year. They re- it's almost like they want they're like trying to scrounge together the pennies to like to send uh, the first installment of the Copetti payment. It's like Dave, come on, bro, just <laughs> shell out here, make it make it official, put a ring on Enzo. But. Uh, you know, I, I would like to see us keep Reno's. I'd like to see us keep Reina because these are depth pieces that, that we're going to need to make a deeper. That was ultimately Austin, to keep the whole comparison going, that was ultimately Austin FC's undoing last year was a lack of depth and just having an amazing starting 11 that just really always struggled when the subs came in and struggled late in the season when guys started to become a little less available. So I think, you know, you put Carroll, Copetti, Santos, Byrne, uh, you know, Melanda. Yeah, Melanda. Yeah, uh, Veronico. Like, I mean, we could just name the entire starting 11 if we wanted to. But, like, yeah, we could. you put all those guys out there, and it's like, that's a damn good starting 11 that has some experience playing together. They're going to be dangerous. But will we have the depth? I don't know.
0: It's going to be necessary. But I, I, I think that your expectations are spot on. You know, talking about a team that finished ahead of Atlanta United in its first season, you're talking about a team that took. The playoff race down to the wire that showed fight, that showed ambitious on the ba- ambition on the back end of the season. And mm-hmm. if you go listen back, Danny, to our to our old episodes at the end of the year, I think one thing that you and I talked about a lot was momentum. Yeah. So ultimately, that momentum is supposed to mean that Charlotte FC starts this second season on its front right. foot, right? And that the momentum is why I believe we'll fill the fortress multiple times. But, here's my one caveat. It took forever to get Latanzio the, the job. It took forever to get our summer signings in the front door, and that play took that, for this squad. Yeah, took forever. Yeah. And now it's taken forever to get Enzo Capetti signed up for Charlotte FC. It took forever to get Camille Yuzviak over here, and actually become like a, a player that
1: made an impact on the squad. Took forever to realize Mar was a giant flaming asshole that nobody liked. <laughs> I mean, we it, liked him. I, you know, I'm not. I'm not t- reneging on that. I'm it it say. took yeah. a while
0: for Kerwin Vargas to become yeah. a mainstay yeah. in the starting lineup.
1: It took a while for Vinny Mello's foot to heal. I mean, it took. It, it, it's it, still it, taking it, time. It, it took a while. Is a is a very good uh, mantra. Unfortunately, you're right. Yeah, for the so the side of things. as I'm thinking
0: about this moment today. To kick off on February 25th, which is two months from now. Those, two, those two months are going to go very quickly. Oh, yeah. Um, it better not take a while to get Capetti in the door and right. get him
1: acclimated with his squad. He needs to be playing that preseason tournament that you mentioned out in Coachella. Like, we need to have Copetti working with his new teammates in those games, those exhibitions, 100%. I, I not, think not an option to, to. It's It'd be unacceptable for him to not be there by the time the preseason tournament starts. So I would also go ahead and say that.
0: There's always a fallback plan, though. And <laughs> yeah. the fallback plan, his name is Andre Shinyashiki, my friend. Yeah, of course. So, you know, yeah. let's, let's not forget about him. If, if the it, Sheik. If, he, if it takes a while for Shinya to, or excuse me, for Copetti to get involved with his squad, uh, there is Andre Shinyashiki, I think, that can play sure. the striker position, and Carroll can play in behind. Sure. Um, ultimately, Rios can keep starting if he's still around. Thinking about the Eastern Conference. Um, who at this point would you say is in the lead car for a Supporters
1: Shield championship? And how far off is Charlotte FC from that squad? I think Philly is still the standard. I think uh, pretty. I think if we compare ourselves to Philly in most things, and if we can be favorably compared that's a good thing right I think that squad has built a real stability and a slow growth that just gets better and better over time they made it all the way to the final and nearly won the final last year and they're they're going to come out all guns blazing again they, they kept most of their team together they might be losing Kai Wagner but Philly's sets the standard as far as being the lead car I also think NYCFC is going to be there I think Columbus as much as I love to hate on Columbus like they have a new coach, they got Montreal's coach who had Montreal overachieving big time last couple of years, uh, Wilfred Nancy. So Nancy moves to Columbus, he's got Lucas Zelleray on, he's got Cucho Hernandez for a full season. Columbus is real dangerous.
0: Okay, so so let me interrupt you here and just remind you, we beat Philly 4-0, <laughs> yeah. we beat Columbus
1: Yeah, at home. And we beat NYCFC. I'm counting the Columbus win at home Twice. as a win. Yeah, yeah. Because, yes. Uh, the 70-minute match. If we would have had two more minutes, we would have scored five more goals. We, but, yeah. Well said.
0: Great point. I consider that match, it was a draw that felt like a win.
1: Yes, yeah. So, yeah, so great track record against the three teams that I just mentioned as the biggest contenders. That That's more reason for more momentum. <laughs> so, I mean,
0: <laughs> like... Uh, Math is not my specialty, but if you start adding some things up here. (laughs) I love it. uh, You know, I'm I'm not going to be the person that's going to bang the drum for for Charlotte FC to to win the Supporters' Shield this year uh, or win MLS Cup. But I will say that I think that uh, some sort of hardware in year two is not out of the question. I love it. And I'll be disappointed at the end of year, too, if there is no hard win. Always the cup is always in play. Because the cup's in play. Maybe we'll go win the League's Cup. Who knows? Fuck it. it would be amazing. It would be an absolutely amazing year if, if there's a cup win, a third-place finish in the East. Listen, I,
1: I, I just – Imagine we're playing Chivas-Guadalajara uh, in the final of the League's Cup <laughs> and Danny Rios puts four on us at home. <laughs>
0: So, if you made it this far into the podcast, we appreciate you being here. Uh, make sure you get us your questions at for the Crown, baby. We'll do another episode here, um,
1: probably next week. Yeah, we'll analyze the super draft picks. We'll look look ahead to maybe a little bit more specific talk on the preseason tournament. Answer some TIFO's questions. You know, you know how we do it here.
0: And and I and the last thing I'll say on the show is is that um, you know, looking at this schedule is you know you talked about that league's cup break, right? And when we come back after that break and play Inter-Miami on the road August 20th, my expectation is to go into that match less than 10 points behind the Eastern Conference leaders. I like it. That, that's ultimately what the goal is. I think circle that August, August 20th date on your calendar. That's when the run-in begins. That's when we'll know if this club is mm-hmm. fighting for a MLS Supporter Shield and the MLS Cup. And a couple reasons for that. The end of the, the summer transfer window will be coming right. at that point as well. Yep. So if we need an injection of talent, there's an opportunity there. And by the
1: way, the winter transfer window is about to open. I wonder if we'll do any more other big signings besides Copetti. Left back? Come on, that's Adam Armour erasure for you for you to even well, suggest that. I, well,
0: Adam Armour's somebody that um, likes competition. I think that being a young player, having somebody to push him, is a good thing. And Joseph Moore was supposed to be that last year. Mm-hmm. Problem is, Joe had to play every single match because Adam tore his ACL. So it really didn't work mm-hmm. out. Uh, the plan was there, but injuries happen in, in sports. So so ultimately, you know, I, I you can you can quote me on this show. You can call me an idiot. But um, I think when uh, that August twentieth match hits at Injury Miami, it's game on. There's there's gonna be uh, there's gonna be dreams. Yeah. At that point, there's gonna be supporter shield and MLS Cup dreams at that point. And I'm gonna be looking at the table, figuring out a way. How can this club do it?
1: Right. In its final um, <laughs> ten well, matches. And when that hits, when that game comes. That August 20th game, we will still have games coming up against LAFC at home. Philadelphia on the road. I mean, the, the, we'll have some tough competition still on that stretch run, but then we also have D.C. Don't expect them to be very good. Cincy were better than expected last year. Cincy's dangerous, for sure. Yeah, I agree. N- New England, who knows where they'll be. Toronto, probably going to be a mess depending on how things go. People are going to tell you Toronto's a contender this year. I don't buy it. Uh, I don't know the the run out is pretty nice two games against Miami in the last two months of the season the only way Charlotte FC doesn't
0: make the playoffs is if the squad gets hit with the injury bug or Latanzio just completely fucks it up right and does not know how to manage and his system isn't working and his substitution pattern is shit and we see a repeat of what happened last year and
1: we can't win on the road and I, I don't see that happening I think Latanzio has growing and he's growing into the job and he's gonna continue growing.
0: We can talk about the keep, we can talk about the fortress and fill in the fortress, but if there's one goal for me heading into year two, it's we've got four road matches in the first how many games? Seven games.
1: Whew.
0: Two of those need to be wins.
1: Yeah. The fourth one is that RSL game, the aforementioned trip to Salt Lake City. Yeah,
0: we'll be there. Charlotte Soccer Show, John Hayes, Danny Brams, uh, here at Community Matters Cafe. Uh, enjoy my English breakfast tea. Ooh. Hope you enjoyed your coffee. Always do. And until next
1: time. For the crown, baby.